from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Store Studios. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we talk with you about your life, your money, and your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell this hour. The phone number for you to jump in is toll-free, and it is 888-825-5225. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, just a reminder, George is here, obviously, anchoring your uh, money and financial questions, and I'm here to weigh in on your work life. Are you stuck? Do you feel like you're getting overlooked? Uh, not sure where you want to go. Are you worried uh, that you won't be able to make any career moves or changes while in the baby steps? Anything work-related, uh, I'm here to weigh in on that as well. I would love to take your call. So let's take your money calls and your work calls this hour. Let's start it off with Scott in Indianapolis, Indiana. Scott, how can we help? Hi, thank you guys for taking my call. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here in Indianapolis here in February. Oh, I'm glad you'll be making it to the Building Wealth event. That's awesome. Absolutely. I already have my tickets. Woo! I didn't have to give them away then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question about health insurance. So okay. I, I am self-employed, 32 years old, healthy. I am in baby steps four and six. I'm hoping to be uh, baby step seven, paying off my house in the next year and a half or so. Wow. Um, uh, right now, I have a health savings account plan. Um, I have never used that health insurance plan. I just never go to the doctor, really. Um, Consider yourself years. blessed. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the premium right now is $325 a month. I'm self-employed. Uh, so not offered through an employer. Uh, but I, with it being open enrollment season, I was talking to my insurance agent uh, a couple weeks ago, and that same policy is going to be going up to $400 a month, which Ouch. is a pretty heavy uh, increase. So uh, pretty much all the HSA-eligible plans are going to be around that $400 a month range. Um she also threw out another option, which is going to be an $11,000 deductible plan, a no HSA eligibility, but it will be $112 a month. Um, this one has a $5,400 deductible, but again, I don't really use my health insurance, so it's just for catastrophic. Um, okay. I heard you guys a couple of segments ago in the uh, Instagram uh, flash questions talking about how you don't really recommend invest using the HSA for investments until baby step seven. But even then, once I get to baby step seven, at what point does the high premium make it not make sense for continuing to do HSA investments? That is a great question because you're saying, hey, I'm going to save, what is that, uh, $288 a month? If I switch over exactly. to this other plan, which is thirty five hundred a year, how much do you make? Um, this year, it's been a really good year, hoping to make over two hundred thousand. Oh my goodness, that's incredible! Well, I mean, the truth of the math is that this is a drop in the bucket for you to have an increase of seventy five, making your income, and it still stinks. You're like, well, I'm not really using it. Uh, so the question is, with the higher deductible, you have that money in the bank, I assume, because you're following the baby steps. So if you needed yeah. to hit your max out of pocket for the year, you it wouldn't tank you, even going sure. to the 11. Now, the part of the HSA that I do like is that you can use it as a great retirement tool. And so if you max out that HSA from 32 to 65, well, there's a really cool rule that once you hit 65, you can actually just use it for retirement. 
not even towards medical expenses. So there's some really cool aspects of the HSA that I don't want to throw away just to go, well, we're saving three grand a year, when that could mean some buku bucks with compound growth over the next 30 years if you invest in that. So I would sit down, number one, with your insurance pro. Are they shopping around um, different companies or are they beholden to one? Uh, no, they're shopping around different insurance companies. But again, with me being self-employed, it's kind of your options are world out here. Not as great as through an employer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think you'll be self-employed forever? Uh, pretty much, yes. I mean, I, you're, you're crushing uh, it on your own. What do you do? Yeah, I, I, I'm a chiropractor. Awesome, nice way to go. And debt-free, a debt-free chiropractor. We like to hear that. Uh, who's about kind to have a paid for house? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, these are these are the kind of nitpicking questions where I would sit down and do the math of, hey, if I invested in my HSA, what could that look like over thirty years, and is it worth taking the hit of the extra, you know, thirty five hundred bucks a year I'm paying? And we don't know what healthcare is going to cost next year, and ten years from now, and twenty years from now. So there's something else to factor in um, as well. So. As a healthy guy, I hope you continue to remain healthy, and I think the deductible is not that big of a deal in your world, and so I don't think there's a terrible way you could go on either side of this thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I've been I've been using this as exactly like you said, investment an investment vehicle for just letting it grow, not touching that uh, HSA investment for the last couple of years, but... Um, uh, I was just thinking at one point, if it continues to go up and up and up with this, all of a sudden it's $7,500 or $75 more a month. At, at what point do I just have to draw a line and be like, this just doesn't make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. And at one point you might be self-insured where you go, all right, I can have a crazy catastrophic plan. But other than that, I'm going to be okay if something goes down. But that's a great question, Scott. I mean, you're asking the right questions. Uh, you could also sit down with an investment pro, like a SmartVestor Pro, and crunch the numbers on the HSA side, and then you can start to compare those numbers apples to apples. Uh, you know, it's hard to do that in a quick radio call. But yeah, it really is. And uh, uh, he's coming to the Indianapolis event. I can't wait to make Scott. Make sure you uh, you meet us. We usually hang out after the event and do pictures and. Well, I was wondering if books. we should invite him backstage for a pre-event adjustment. Oh my goodness, Ken! That's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know if we'll have to have any kind of forms or you know X-rays ahead of time. But Ken's gonna lay down on the green room couch and just I, get adjusted. I would trust him. A uh, little snap, crackle, pop, and uh, you're you're feeling good when you head out on stage there, George. I love that. That's what Ken was thinking about. We're well, we're shooting the breeze on HSAs. Ken's like, I could really use an adjustment <laughs> right now. Well, you were listen. This is your lane, man. You were giving well, we him were, great advice. We were nerding out, and I'm over here going, boy, I sure would like. Uh, you know, a little neck adjustment right Well, Scott, now. be sure to get in touch. And if you want yeah. to join us uh, for the Building Wealth, you don't have to come to the green room and, and give Ken an adjustment. No, I'm not. But if you want to, I'm sure we can make a raise. Ken's just letting too. any old stranger in the green room say, <laughs> you say you're a chiropractor, I He's trust you. He's not any old stranger. I trust Scott with my whole life this already. This guy is in Sharp incredible guy. financial shape. And, and, and in all seriousness, you know, when, when we talk to chiropractors or dentists or, do or doctors that have a practice and they're not just swimming in debt, Boy, it is such That's a relief. That's the shocking part. This guy's debt-free, and he's going to have a paid-for house in a year I, and a half. I know, and a, probably a thriving business, and he could grow it as much as he would like to grow. This is the way to do it. Absolutely. You know, versus you get a practice, and you're just... You you're know, 300 grand in the hole oh, for the practice, and you still have your student a, loans. Whew, it gives me a stomachache. You know what we need? Get Ken some Tums. Tums. Well, that's right. We haven't had a Tums moment on the show in quite some Just time. Some heartburn. Not that we want one. Uh, we don't like the heartburn on the show. <laughs> not sponsored, by the way. No, not sponsored. Not at all. Not at all. Uh. All right, Scott. Great talking to you. Hopefully, we'll get to see you in Indianapolis and uh, keep on. 
keeping on the best is yet to be. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman. And you know, this is The Ramsey Show. show continues it continues to give you practical wisdom that will lead to transformation in your money life your work life and your relationship life i'm ken coleman joined by george camel and we are excited to be with you the phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225 that's 888-825-5225 uh sam joins us in minneapolis minnesota now sam how can we help hi um i was calling because I am currently on baby step four and am going to graduate school here soon and I'm going to be acquiring about tens of thousands of dollars of debt, roughly 97. And I was wondering, when I start saving that 15%, should I, where should I be investing it since I know I'm not in debt now, but I will be? So you're currently debt-free, but you're soon to be in $100,000 of debt? Okay, so you're taking all these loans out at once. Is it too late to talk you off the ledge out of any of this? You already signed the paperwork? I haven't taken out any loans. Oh, you haven't? No, I just got accepted last week. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And what are you getting your uh, your doctorate in? Um, I'm getting my doctorate in medicine. Very cool. Wow. What, which way do you want to go? Um, I'm actually going to South College in Knoxville. Okay, but I meant like which way, what kind of practice? What kind of medicine are you going to oh. practice? Um, I would like to be a pharmacy coordinator. I like doing the behind-the-scenes stuff to see people just go to have their visits smoothly. Awesome. Uh, do you have to have a doctorate to have that job? Uh, you technically have to be a pharmacist. Yeah, but you don't need the doctorate. Correct? Um. I guess it depends on where you go. Okay. Here's why I'm asking this. We don't want to see you go into debt. So if you need the doctorate, I get it. Uh, George, you looked that up. Do you need a doctorate? Is that a requirement here in I'm Tennessee? I'm currently not seeing that. I did right. see the median salary for pharmacy coordinators in Tennessee is about fifty grand, which tells me there's probably not a doctorate involved I don't think so. at that level. And Sam, here's why I'm asking that again. If it does require a doctorate, we want you to be patient and save the cash up and get the doctorate. George and I were just talking about this uh, earlier in the show where we had a chiropractor call in who was not swimming in debt. And as a result, you could hear him laughing. He's about to pay off his house. And yeah, his paying 30s. off his house and he's enjoying his work. Uh, so if you don't need the doctorate, don't do it. And you don't have the cash anyway. But if you have to have the doctorate, do it, but save up the cash. And Sam, as far as the baby steps go, you're kind of in the pause phase where you're trying to cash flow this doctorate if you are pursuing that. And so you would not be investing anything right now. Your one job is to stack up as much cash as possible in order to go through this program completely debt-free. Sure. 
So mm-hmm. once you're out of that, you're on the other side of this, you know what's happening. If you have debt, you don't have debt, then you can start investing once you're debt-free with that fully funded emergency fund. But right now, you got some life ahead of you, some big decisions to make, and I'm so glad you called before you signed on that dotted line. Uh, and if you need some some more insight on this, please go watch our documentary, Borrowed Future. It is free on YouTube now, and it's about 88 minutes long, and it's going to give you some real good perspective on higher education, student loans, and this crisis we find ourselves in. Oh, sure. Um, I guess I don't think it's a pharmacy coordinator. I just know my manager's manager right now is a pharmacy coordinator, and he makes roughly 200000 Okay, so maybe a different title or role. Yeah, I think you need a little more research. And, and Sam, I mean, you do not want to step into the $100,000 loan if you don't need this doctorate. You do not want to do it. So let's go spend a little bit more time researching, talking to uh, those actual people there that you know on the ground and go, hey, what is required to get to where you are? Okay, and they're going to be willing to answer those questions. But again, you need to delineate between someone suggesting that you get a doctorate versus needing the doctorate. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Well, thank you for the call. And again, you know, George, uh, George, back to just in case anybody's confused, if a degree, whether it be an undergrad or a graduate level degree, is the only way to get where you want to go, then yes, we want you to do it. But we want you to. Take the advice of Christina Ellis. You know, uh, we have a best-selling book called Debt-Free Degree. You know, we want you to pay cash for it. It is not worth it. You know all too well the ugly side of the Borrowed Future uh, documentary, and, 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 and it's just, it's never worth going into that debt. Yeah, and I stumbled myself before I knew about Ramsey, stumbled into $36,000 worth of debt. And uh, unfortunately, you can't stumble out, as it no, turns out. No, You go into debt real nonchalantly, Ken, but you got to be chalant if you want to pay it off. I like what you did there. Is that actually a word? I don't think so, but I know you're a wordsmith. I, I feel like know. it is, because if, if a word is nonchalant, then, then what is chalant? One would think, Ken. Yeah, let's look that up. I think and, a quick uh, Google search will I tell think, us. I think America wants to know... Uh, I mean, because if you're, if if it's non-invasive, it's not coming up in the dictionary. It's invasive. It is. Or not. like, uh, I've always wondered about overwhelming and underwhelming. Is something Whelmed. just whelming? Okay. All right. We will we will table this issue for a commercial break and come back to you. We're Webster's not got nothing for nothing me, on Chalant. So there it is. Uh, let's go to Spokane, Washington. Tom is on the line. Tom, how can we help? Hey guys, I have a rental question. Okay. So I, I got a new landlord in July. He said he was going to get a management company to come and take care of everything. Uh, he gave me his name. I didn't sign anything, no new lease or anything. Uh, and then I never saw him again. So I'm sitting on six months rent. Haven't heard from anybody. Just wondering what to do. <laughs> okay. For six months, you've not seen or heard. You've not gotten a bill, nothing. Is this person alive? No, that's kind of what we're, either he's in jail or he's dead. Is this a house? That's my Is there, are you renting a it's house? A duplex. A duplex. Two, he bought two duplexes right next to each other and he hasn't picked up rent from anybody. Okay. So, so this isn't just you. You have other people that are in the duplexes with, with you and nobody's heard anything. Yeah. And we did the math. It's over 20 K in rent that he's hasn't picked up. Does he own the, did he own these duplexes outright or was he in debt for them? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, 
This wow. is very. I, w- I, I would honestly you. go to police and do a welfare check on this on this person. Yeah, yeah. Because my in laws are worried he's trying to pull some kind of scam. But I, I know it's, it's a weird scam to pull when there's no money coming out of your accounts. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're not you're not you're not legally liable for anything. You haven't even signed a lease agreement. And that's the other thing. He said our rent was going to go up another four hundred dollars, but we didn't sign anything. So my neighbor is still budgeting the old rent and not the new rent because he hasn't signed anything. Do you think I should uh, go off of what he said? The increase. Oh, first of all, you you don't. It's a moot point. It's right all now. yeah. There's there's nothing for you to do other than I guess you could, like George said, file a missing person uh, or do a little research and find out where this guy is. Because what the only thing I'm concerned about, I, honestly, Tom, you kind of I'm processing this one. If I was in your shoes, first of all, I wouldn't be paying anybody anything. I haven't gotten a bill. We right. haven't heard from the guy. Definitely Save hang on the to money. the money. Yeah, hang don't on to the spend money, that money. But I'm not spending it. But I'm also right. making plans to uh, go somewhere else in case this thing goes, you know, wacky. You know, he's either going to show up at some point and ask for the money, or something's really wrong. And you're not going to be able to squat there forever. Right. So I'd save the money I mean, and have a backup point, plan. That's what we're doing. I know. But you're technically <laughs> not doing anything wrong because the right. owner is non-existent. Here's the other thing I would do. I would absolutely stay there, but I would have a plan that I could get out of there in 36, 48 hours if I had to. Okay. Yeah. Is there Good any call. other uh, association tied to the, the building? Is there anyone else you can get in touch with? We Maintenance, anyone? Well, that's the weird thing. If somebody's still paying the water bill, the water still works. All right, so call the water department. Like, just do a little bit of... Who's paying? We need to get in touch with them. Yeah, I I would do... This is a very uh, simple investigation thing here where you can call the utilities and start nosing around and figure out what's going on. I'd be preparing to leave. Something doesn't add up. It's weird. Spooky situation. Spooky in Spokane, George. That's what's going on there. Leave it to Ken Coleman with the alliteration. I love it. I'm always here for you, George. Hey, we're here for you. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. Appliance.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. By the way, I did that once and mismeasured. Mismeasured. Can't talk. But, to the uh, shock of no one. Uh, exactly. Don't leave that to Ken Coleman to measure the blind. That's well intricate And work. I would gripe about it except for blinds.com. They, they just sent you like, new ones. I called them up. 
called the customer service, told them I was a bonehead, you know, fell all over the sword. And the nice person was like, hey, don't worry about it. It's why we do this. So when I read this, I want people to understand, I know what it's like to mismeasure and they take care of you. So anyway, you get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. All you got to do is use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Robert in Connecticut. I currently work at a job in the social services field making about 45000 a year. I don't hate my job, but I do want to make more money. I've got a degree in psychology, which I absolutely despise due to the fact that I went to college because I lacked the self-confidence at 18 to stand up to my parents and stand my ground. Oh, yikes. Now I'm 25 and I'm more confident than ever. I'm thinking about going back to school for accounting because it's a lucrative field with a lot of job security. I don't necessarily want to be an accountant, but as I get older, I see there's great value in a stable job. On the other hand, I'm still young and want to pursue YouTube. I've got an idea for a podcast I want to do with a friend. Uh, that I'm confident is unique. It's what I'm passionate about, and hopefully it'll blow up. I'm also a realist and know that I do need to start taking life more seriously and start focusing on a stable career rather than taking a chance and throwing myself into this podcast, not knowing what the outcome will be for certain. Any thoughts? Yeah, lots of thoughts here. (laughs) So many thoughts. Wow. Okay, let's just review for everybody. Uh, He's in social services, making $45,000 a year, wants to make more money. Good. Fantastic. Uh you has a degree that he has no interest in psychology. All right. Now he's thinking about an accountant because somebody somewhere or he read something somewhere where he said, Oh, accounting is such a very good, stable career, I can make good money. But he didn't want to do it. He wants to try the YouTube and podcast thing, which he should do. But they don't have to be exclusive. I it's not all in on the podcast and YouTube. It's I'm gonna do that on the side. Meaning, I'm going to do it nights and weekends or early mornings, and I'm going to put out content and see if it does, in fact, blow up. Okay, But while I'm doing that, I'm actually pursuing work that I'm good at, work that I enjoy, and work that produces results that matter to me. He needs to get clear career assessment. Absolutely. In all honesty, just to be able to go, what work was I put on this planet to do? In other words, what am I good at? What do I love to do? What results matter to me? Folks, that is a purpose statement for each one of us. If we spend the majority of our day using what we do best to do work we love to produce results that matter to us, we are experiencing purpose and meaning, and we're actually enjoying it because we're good at it, and we love the work. And so our personal life tends to be a little bit better. Our financial life is better if we're making solid decisions because we're excelling at what we're doing. We're getting promoted. We're making more money. So this young man, uh, the thoughts are, hey, go ahead and start the YouTube or the podcast, but let's also get very serious about the type of work that makes you feel fulfilled and that you're actually good at, and now we do both. And if the podcast and the YouTube channel takes off, fantastic, you can check out. But until then, uh, we don't want to just stay in the social services field either because, again, it's not long before you're languishing in a role that is very needed. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're on the front lines with, with people. And if you're not committed to social service work, you shouldn't be doing it. So, Well, it's so funny that our brains can, they're like, either I have to be miserable and make good money, or I'm going to love what I do and be broke. That's right. Why do our brains just give us those two options when we know there's so much more in yeah. between? Well, because I think, again, the, the way work is described to us, the way we experience work so many times is in a negative light. You know, so it's kind of like, all right, boy, if I want to do something I love, there ain't no way I can make money doing that. Like the dream job is like a fantasy. It's like a unicorn with wings. Do all unicorns have wings? 
Or is that just the that? ones in my head do? Okay, very good. Thank well, you. Well, and look at this story, Ken. He said, I despise the fact that I went to college. I lack the self-confidence. The parents pressured him into getting a degree he didn't want to get didn't in want. a field he didn't want to be in. Yeah. And then parents are like, why don't you have the kids yet in the house? And they're like, I'm miserable, yeah. mom and dad. Yeah, you you pressured me down a path that I didn't want to go down. Agreed. Oh, it's so And also, sad. what's the podcast idea? And go If, if it's sports, for example. Well, maybe you should go work in sports. Well, that's exactly because right. YouTube is not a. It's that's a, a very platform. good call out. So when you say I want to be a YouTuber, that tells me nothing. That's just a. Platform. What's a professional role that is in some way related to the subject of the podcast? Got to be something. Yeah. It's got to be something. Well, I mean, I want to start cool. a sports podcast with you. Do Ken? you? Yeah, it's called SEC. What I did there. SEC. What and I did there. You're great at sports commentating. Yeah. I know nothing about. You know sports. nothing about it. I don't even know how that would work. Well, like, I'm learning along the way. And Would maybe you, I teach you or uh, a play or two. A play, yeah. okay. A right. play action pass, if yeah. you will. I don't know, George. I'm afraid you're going to hurt yourself. So well, that's a free idea. If yeah. anyone wants to start a new sport, let, let's let's get to some money, work, and relationship questions to keep you away from sports. Okay. That's right. a touchdown. I'll tell you what would be fun is I'm going to ask George during the commercial break if he knows what the SEC stands for. Good chance he doesn't. I'll report to you when we come back for our final segment. But first, Mike is on the line. It's Sarasota, Florida. Mike, how can we help? Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, just a quick question. You know, I'm um, I'm basically under contract. Uh, you know, of course, I could get out of it to buy a new home. Uh, actually, it's a townhouse in Sarasota. And uh, I guess the, the question is, uh, you know, I, I have some debt, you know, as far as uh, student loans. Um, but basically, to kind of give you a snapshot, um, uh, you know, I make, you know, around 90000 a year. And I have about 84000 in student loans. Uh, I'm 46. Uh, I have, you know, a car payment, but other than that, that's the only debts I have. And the mortgage payment looks like it's going to be around the 2900 with, you know, all fees and everything, CDDs, HOA fees, et cetera, 2900 to 3100 And uh, I'm just wondering if, it, if it's something that uh, I should do or just continue the rent and see what the market does in the next couple of years. Uh, and I will say I have about uh, maybe 38000 in my 401k. Okay. Well, the short answer here, Mike, is no, I would not do this because I'm scared you're going to be house poor and you're going to be stressed up to your eyeballs and this American dream of home ownership is going to quickly become a nightmare. That's what I'm feeling. I okay. feel it in your voice. You kind of are sensing it's going there. Uh, what is your take-home pay? Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, a lot of taxes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in sales, so, you know, I get a salary and commissions. But to give you an example, you know, last year I made 105 but this year maybe it's 85 and the next year could be a hundred, you know what I mean? So it fluctuates and uh, I get taxed, you know, kind of heavily. It so seems like. Is your take home and, generally uh, five or six a month? Oh five yeah. Or 6, yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. To be conservative, maybe 47, 4,800 after, and, you know, deductions for health insurance. And, and you're talking 3,100 30, is going to be going towards this home ownership dream. And so, yeah. <laughs> man, that is yeah. 63% of your take home pay is being swallowed up immediately. So I would get out of this contract if you can do it with no harm and no foul and with your integrity intact. But you're yeah, just... Yeah, you know, it's it's an FHA. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's all right. It's an FHA loan. And there is some very big incentives they put on it. You know, it's a, it's supposedly like four about 420000 and then, you know, they lowered the price by 37000 and they're paying pretty much most of my closing costs. So there are some pretty good deals, but at the end of the day, I'm looking at the payment. Last thing I want is to be house poor, and I and I also kind of wonder the second part of that question: Should I just focus on paying off 
those student loans for the next few years and then try to buy something? Yes. Get, it, I want you out of debt completely before you even start saving up for the down payment. Before you do that, you need an emergency fund on top of that. So here's the deal. Baby step one, $1,000. Baby step two, pay off all consumer debt using the debt snowball. Line up all your debts, smallest to largest, and attack the small one aggressively. Make minimum payments on the rest. Baby step three, three to six months of expenses in the emergency fund. And then we start saving up for the down payment. But these FHA loans are not a blessing. It's not a deal because they just make broke people even broker because they can get into homes with nothing down while still having a hundred grand of debt sitting on the other side. So, man, I want the best for you, Mike. I know that you want this dream. You're 46. You're going, I should be a homeowner by now. But when you do it slowly with patience, with no debt, and you get the down payment saved, it's going to be a completely different experience. So be patient, stay the course, and get out of this deal. Good stuff there, George. All right. We got to take a quick break, but we're not going anywhere, and you shouldn't either. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Kent Coleman, joined by my colleague George Kimmel, and we are here for you this hour. Our scripture of the day comes from Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Today's quote from Elon Musk. Haven't heard of him much. Hadn't been in the news much No, lately. not at all. It's yeah. been real, all quiet on the Western Front there. Yeah. By the way, fantastic movie on Netflix. I was baiting you into that, Ken. I know, I, know I can't fan. even help myself. It's, folks, ADHD is real. Uh, I want you to know the struggle is real to stay focused. Uh, today's quote from Elon Musk, when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Boy, now that begs a question, George. He, they plant, the this team planted is relevant. that quote. Okay, the, the scuttlebutt, the, the, the brouhaha is that Twitter is going down. What say you, George? I mean, it's been real interesting to watch. From Are the, the ultimatum, odds in Elon's favor? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to bet against the guy because against all odds, he's been very successful. But the way things are going over at Twitter, whoo. I mean, it was trending yesterday, RIP Twitter. And uh, so a lot of people laid off, a lot of people left yesterday because there was a, there was a deadline. Now, this is relevant to remote work. There was a deadline as of yesterday. If you were going to want to remote work, you were done. He was going to give you three months Well, and severance. the ultimatum of you're about to be working real intense hours, and if that's not for you, well, let me know by 5 p.m. because you're gone. And so then he changed it. So then he came out and tweeted, and he was like, all right, on remote work, if you can get an agreement with your leader. So he Elon is not uh, the picture of stability uh, as a leader. I'm just saying. That's a nice way to put it. All right. Very good. Uh, Scranton, PA. Boy, I love when we go to Scranton. Uh, always puts a smile on my face. Uh, Kevin joins us in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Kevin, how can we help? Hi, it's nice to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you, sir. What's going um, on? Um, so I was just curious if I should just pause my investments and start paying on my student loans. Um, I, I graduate in the spring of this year, so I didn't know, uh, what should I do? about the uh about that okay how many uh how much do you have in student loans i um well i didn't really realize it i'm the first in my uh family to actually kind of go through college 
So um, I'm about 29 years old. So when I went, I kind of thought it was just like they were just telling me it's free money. Don't worry about it. Who told you and it was free money? I realized money? that I ended up owing 40000 in student loans. Oh, boy. So um, You thought yeah, they were just that, giving away $40,000 worth of monies. No, they, they were telling no, they were telling me like uh, it was like Pell Grants and uh, it's free money. Oh, okay. Like and, the financial aid package. Like, well, it includes 40000 and subsidized loans. Yeah, you thought, and oh, I wow. didn't know about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we learned from our mistakes, and I fell into the same traps as you, Kevin, so I'm not beating you up here. But uh, there is a time and place that I want you to invest that is going to help you build wealth, and that is once you're debt-free. And so as long as you have debt in your life, I want you to pause all investing, and not because George said, but because we found that if you want to build wealth long-term, you get out of debt, stay out of debt, which gives you the margin to invest way more later on. Oh, okay. So Um, you you don't have an income right now? uh, Yeah, I make about like $25,000 a year. Okay. So um, I have a, um, about like six grand in some stocks. Um, I'll think about cashing that out and just either holding on to it as a as a um, emergency fund. Do you have any other money in the bank? Yeah, I have about two two thousand in my bank account. Okay, keep the two thousand there. I would cash out of those stocks and apply it to your student loan debt and start to knock those out. That okay. is your your next goal in life is to get rid of this. Do you have any other debt other than the student loans? Car payments, no, credit cards? I, maybe about like 300 on a credit card, but I'm about to pay that off and get rid of it. Love it. Yeah, cut that thing up, close the account, never look back. I'm going to gift you, Kevin, Financial Peace University because it'll walk you through what we call the baby steps. And in there, it's going to okay. show you exactly how to get out of debt the best way, the fastest way, which is the debt snowball, listing all your debt smallest to largest, regardless of the interest rate, and then you're never going to look back. But man, I want I see a bright future for a guy like you. And when you get out of school and you're trying to do investing, you're trying to pay off the loans, you're trying to save up for the down payment, you end up nowhere because you're doing 48 things at once. So slow down, get real focused and intense on one thing at a time. That's what we teach in Financial Peace University. So hang on the line. Austin will pick up and we'll get that to you. Yeah, love that. Love love the young people thinking about this stuff and yeah. being serious about it. Great stuff. Let's go to Caleb in Boise, Idaho. Caleb, how can we help? Hi. Um, so I, I think I have a career question. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I need to um, switch my job or add another job for more income because I'm 22 years old um, and I'm still living at home and me and my girlfriend are getting pretty serious and we'd like to kind of get married hopefully next year or something like that. But uh-huh. I don't have any money saved up for a ring or an apartment or like anything like that. Okay. What are you um, doing now? Living fake. Uh, I actually, I actually love my job. Um, I, I get to work on exotic cars and, and stuff like that and wash them and detail. I'm a detailer, Okay. but it doesn't, it's not paying the most right now. Like it's, it's kind of just getting me by, or maybe I'm just not budgeting well. What are you making per hour? I'm making $17 an hour. Okay. And, uh, give me the fine. And so do you have any debt? I, I, you were telling, I don't think you do. Do you have any debt? Um, I have. A, a car payment I still owe 16 on, okay, and then maybe uh, a $400 uh, car repair bill coming in. But. All right, so what's your car payment? Uh, 321 a month. All right, so you, you said you thought it was a career question. Are, are, what's the specific question about your work? Yeah, I, basically, I'm just getting really overwhelmed and stressed because, like, 
um, I really want to get married. I really want to move out, but I, I'm just kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And, um, I, my car's been having so many issues. It's just like a constant, there's always something wrong with it. So I'm, I'm debating if I should get a truck. I'm looking at like a $17,000 truck. But I feel like that might be too much. Yeah. And well, first of all, all right. So you need more income because it feels like you like working with cars. Do you want to work long term with cars? Is that is that a? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I'll tell I you what. I think this is less about changing the job, unless you can get a better paying job. Yeah. Are you working for a company doing detailing, or is this on your own? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really big company. It's it's a. Yeah, it's a higher end. All right, so here's my point. I think your options are, can I keep working with this company but get a better paying job with the company still working with cars, okay? Or Mm -hmm. you need to go get another job, which is a part-time job. You're young. And you can go yeah. work and get another job, maybe making twenty bucks an hour, stocking shelves at a big box store. You know, go mm-hmm. get more income. And then we only got about a minute and a half, but I want to have George step in here because the reason you're living paycheck to paycheck is really not the seventeen dollar an hour job. It's because mm-hmm. you're not managing your money well, and George can help you there. Yeah. So, what's this car worth? Uh, well, it I bought it at twenty one, and I could probably sell it. Like on Facebook for seventeen, it's a it's a Mustang, so it's kind of hard to sell right now. Why is it hard to sell right now? Uh, just because Mustangs are harder to sell. Like sports cars are harder to sell. Yeah, I think a lot. Of, there's a guy like you out there who wants to buy a Mustang for seventeen grand. So, uh, I think you go That's sell true. that Mustang and get a reliable, used, cheaper car, maybe for six or ten grand to help speed up this journey and free you from that car payment. Um, do you have any money in the bank? I only have about $1,000. Okay. Kind of, I, I'm kind of on step two. I just purchased uh, the financial piece. Oh, great. So, Good. Well, that'll be very helpful yeah. as well. But I'll tell you this. I met a, a kid, 16 years old, at our Building Wealth event in Sacramento. He was making 40 to $70 an hour doing detailing mm-hmm. on his own. And so I say that wow. to say you may want to go out on your own and just go in your neighborhood Facebook group and next door and start posting in there and saying, hey, I do details for 120 bucks." And uh, you start to get a mm-hmm. lot of gigs. You do a reliable job, and you start to make double your income overnight. Just doing even on the side mm-hmm. right now, you could do that on the weekends. So I should just really kind of find some side income to kind of for now. Moving forward, long term, we got to get the income up. But for now, things you can do tomorrow is go do this stuff on the side while you're looking for what does the ladder look like for me to grow in this company or somewhere else, working in cars or working with cars. But that can be figured out long-term once we stop the fire. Hey, thank you so much uh, for the call, Caleb. Good job, George. Thanks, Ken. I want to say thanks to the guys behind the glass for keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you, America, for listening and watching. This is your show. It is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.